0: Well, hello there, my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 164 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on November 20th, 2022. I feel like at the start of every single episode in the offseason, All I do is just look out my window and instantly get depressed, because I'm recording at around 5 o'clock in the evening right now, and it is pitch dark outside. (laughs) I know it probably gets a bit repetitive at this point, because I feel like I start out almost every off-season episode just talking about how the winter makes me depressed, and it's always dark early, and this and that, but what can I say? The window's right in front of me, it's staring me right in the freaking face. So, it's always the first thing that I just look up at. It's the first thing I noticed. It's like, holy crap. Where is the sun? <laughs> Good news is, I mean, it's almost the end of November already. So then, in about a month from now, we'll start the uptrend. After the 21st of December, little by little, the sun will start to stay out a little later. And yeah, we won't see any difference till February or so. But hey, gotta start somewhere, right? But I just, it's so annoying when it's dark already. It's only 5 o'clock. At least last week, I was recording at like 7 at night, I think. So it was already dark for a couple of hours. So while it still upset me, it wasn't as upsetting. But I'm only recording at 5 right now. It's 5 o'clock. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. But hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. That's wild, isn't it? This Thursday will be Thanksgiving on the 24th. Which also reminds me that uh, I want to repeat the announcement I've been giving you guys for a couple of weeks now, just so you're aware. Today is the final episode before Thanksgiving, because I won't be talking until after Thanksgiving. And after this episode starts that every other week thing that I was telling you about for my off-season plans for Yapping Yankees this winter. So, after today, that begins. So next Sunday, Thanksgiving weekend, I will not... Be coming on here to give you another episode of Yapping Yankees, but I'll be back the following Sunday. I believe that is on the let me see real quick December fourth. So that'll be on the fourth. I'll return with another episode. Then I'll be off on the eleventh. I'll be back on the eighteenth, and then the twenty-fifth for Christmas, of course. And then the following Sunday is New Year's Day. I won't be putting out episodes either of those weekends because. Those are some of the biggest... That is the biggest festive time of the year for me, guys. Because Christmas is my favorite holiday. Then you got New Year's. And then two days after, that's my freaking birthday. It's cramped time for celebration. (laughs) The most cramped time of the year for me every year. So I like to take those couple of weeks to relax every year, usually. And like I said last week, I did do an episode on my birthday. I think it was a year or two ago. I I don't even remember. But... That was fun. But most years, I've taken it to just kick my feet up and relax, because I think, quite frankly, I've freaking earned that, but either way, just a reminder, since it's so close, I mean, as soon as next Sunday, next Sunday, there will be no new episode of Yapping Yankees, but I will be back at you on the 4th, and at that point, you know, unless something major happens, obviously, I'll be coming at you every other week until spring training starts, but also not just not being able to believe that Thanksgiving's already this Thursday, but even just announcing what episode it is, episode 164. We're now on the back end, heading up to 200. We're well past 150 at this point. In two weeks, I'll be coming at you with the 165th episode. My God, you want to talk about time flying. Good Lord. But how about we get right into it, guys? Because a lot actually happened this past week. A lot of exciting offseason action. Now, I, I talk sometimes about how some offseason weeks, there'll be little to nothing that happens. Things will inevitably slow down at one point. But this past week was not one of those. A lot happened. The Yankees did already make a move that has a lot of people feeling good when it comes to the future as well, with a certain someone else. But even when you just look at it in itself a great start to the offseason. It's what needed to happen, and it's step one of hopefully turning things around with this freaking team, because my god, I can't do another season of disappointment, man. And I know a lot of people in opposing fan bases probably want to punch me right in between the eyes when I say that. Oh, you're a Yankee fan. You have no idea what pain is. These last few years have been frustrating, guys. I, I don't know what else to tell you. We are spoiled. What can can What can I tell you? I mean, you know what? My generation really isn't because I wasn't old enough. I was alive for most of the 90s dynasty. I was alive when 98, 99, 2000 happened and I saw the 2009 championship, but that championship was the only one that I saw. I was too young for 98, 99, 2000. I wasn't alive for 96. 96 happened like a month and a half before I was born, two months before I was born. I was born in January 97. So, you know what? People like me... I've only seen one championship, but some people haven't even gotten to see that. I I understand that. But I haven't really been spoiled with championships. If you want to count 98, 99, 2000, because even though I wasn't old enough to understand and I didn't even see it, if you want to count that, then fine. I guess I've seen four. But if you only count what people were able to witness and properly understand and enjoy, then 2009 is all I've seen. And since then, the Yankees have not won even a single pennant. They've not made it past the American League, let alone winning a world championship. And then before 09, I was only a fan for a couple years by then. I became a fan in like late 2007, when I was like 10 years old. So, I really haven't been spoiled. 2007 was a disappointing year. 2008, they didn't even make the playoffs. Then 2009, they won. And since then, they haven't even won a pennant. Yeah, they've had constant winning seasons for decades now, and that's something to be appreciated. But I'm someone who, like Derek Jeter, our beloved former captain, I value championships. I value winning, accomplishing the ultimate goal. And if the Yankees come a little close to that at times, yeah, they've made it to the CS, but nowhere beyond that. Haven't made it out of their own league in nearly a decade and a half. So... I really wouldn't even consider myself to be a spoiled Yankee fan. You could consider me spoiled in the sense of them having successful regular seasons. Yes, you can. But other than that, not really. (laughs) I mean, that's not even just being irrational. That's the truth. But anyways, the reason I went on that whole tirade to begin with is because the first move they made this past week could be the first on a path to turning things in the right direction and maybe breaking that sort of mantra. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it will, because clearly the changes that I was looking for that would actually create true change within the front office are not happening, so with that not happening, I will always be at least a little skeptical with my confidence that I'm to have at any certain point, but it was certainly a good first move for the offseason, and we'll get to that in a bit. Also, there were just some moves as far as people being picked up on waivers and whatnot, There were results for the MVP race, we all know what they are, but we'll hit on that in a little bit. And there was also another signing that they made that had a lot of people upset, baffled, confused as to why the Yankees would do that. And if you know what exactly I'm talking about, then you're probably expecting me to blow an absolute freaking gasket later on when I talk about it. Well, you might be surprised on my take on it. So why don't you just stay tuned for that and see what in the heck it is that I could possibly be talking about. But we'll talk about all this stuff in news from this past week, because again, quite a bit happened. And then we do have the social media segment later on towards the end of the show, as per usual, having to do with the first move that they made this past week, the good first move that I mentioned, and also that possibly having to do with maybe a certain somebody else, like I mentioned at the start and their chances of bringing somebody else back, that certain someone. I'm pretty sure you all have an idea as to who I'm talking about, or even the multiple parties and what I'm talking about. You all are pretty smart, I think. So we'll get to that later on, but first off, let's dive right in with the news, guys. Let's not waste any time. I want to talk about this stuff. A lot went down, and I'm happy with, I mean, most of it. There's a couple of things I'm not happy about, but the first main thing that happened, we'll just start from what happened first off, and then just continue on as things happen throughout the week, and the good thing is that the first thing is a good thing, so it'll leave me off on a happy note, because I don't like to talk about bad things, and I don't like to start conversations based on bad things, so I'm happy that we for once get to start something with something good. (laughs) So, the first thing that happened, towards the beginning of the week, on Tuesday was that the Yankees officially brought back Anthony Rizzo. And I was thrilled to hear about this, even more thrilled when I heard about the contract. Again, everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't care about the money, it's mainly not your money, but listen, if you want to talk about it from a standpoint of what it could mean for the Yankees and any sort of financial room they may use to be able to sign other people, especially Iron Judge, but anyways... Some people might even say, oh, that's a bunch of crap because the Yankees can afford anything they want, and you wouldn't be wrong about that, but sometimes it's just good to talk about, okay? (laughs) Just talk about it from a financial standpoint, too, for the hell of it sometimes. But even from a financial standpoint, I like this contract, and it's so much so to the point where I actually think Anthony Rizzo might have even deserved more after all he's provided for the Yankees, between the presence he is in the clubhouse, what he's continue to do offensively, even though a couple of offensive stats have decreased over the years, like batting average and whatnot. But he's so valuable everywhere else in every other offensive category, almost every single other offensive category, to the point where I could care less, could not care less about his batting average dipping into the 230s, 220s. I don't care. Everything else makes him so valuable. And his defense, I mean, he's invaluable when when it comes to what he does as a Yankee, what he brings to the table, in general, as a player. And in my mind, he's just the epitome of what I imagine a Yankee being. He just is. So, with what he's provided for the last year and a half with this team, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't get more. But the contract is reportedly worth $34 million over the first two seasons with a $17 million option, and a $6 million buyout for 2025. So, if that option for 2025 is picked up, then it'll be a three-year deal. Otherwise, it's two years, $34 million is what it sounded like. And then, of course, a $6 million buyout option. So, Rizzo did have one year and $16 million left on the contract that he just opted out on, if you remember. So... He has earned himself an extra year at $17 million plus at least, a $6 million buyout in the third year with the chance that the Yankees will pick up that option for another $17 million. So it's only like a $1 million per year raise pretty much, which is why I was actually surprised that it wasn't more. Myself and a lot of others, I think we reasonably expected for it to be at least in like, maybe around $20 million. but... Only a $1 million increase per year. I mean, that's good financially for the Yankees, I guess. And if Rizzo's satisfied with it, he has definitely expressed how much he loves being a Yankee, especially right after he signed this deal, he expressed it even more so, then I guess it works for both sides. And Rizzo's back, which is what I wanted. So I'm happy all around with this. I don't see a downside to this. Even if after the first two years, then it it doesn't work out the way the Yankees wanted it to, then they don't have to pick up the third year, the $6 million buyouts there. So I don't really see a bad side to this. I really don't. I think Rizzo's invaluable. I want him here at first base. And I think this works out for the Yankees too. Leaves a lot of financial room open for this budget that the Yankees want to say they have. I mean, every team has a budget, but it's the Yankees as well, so. But I, I see it as good for both sides. I do not see a downside to this. I'm thrilled to have Anthony back. He is the first piece to making sure that this infield is as good as it can be, because... We may very well see a lot of changes, as we've spoken about last week and the weeks before that, but especially last week when it comes to the rest of the infield. Literally, every single other infield position could be different next year. And yeah, the Yankees and, and Cashman and anybody else, they've made comments like, oh, we're sticking with Donaldson, we like IKF, blah, 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 they'll give you their crap, whatnot. But they're also commenting on the active roster and who's there as of now, and anything could happen. Nothing's set in stone. I hope that they don't stick with the certain things that they've said they'll stick with, like Donaldson. But anything could happen. And this infield could very well look very different come 2023. And I hope it does, with the exception of Rizzo. But every single time we spoke about who we want and where and who could possibly play somewhere and when for next year and the years going forward, I think the main piece that I and the rest of us all had there The one constant was Anthony Rizzo at first base. I'm pretty sure everybody, if not everybody, then almost everybody, was on that same page. And this is step one for that, and also step one for the Yankees overall. Because, like I said, when it comes to his value to this organization, he is invaluable. His presence, his defense, his offense, even as he heads towards his mid-30s, it's still all there. So, I just think it's great to have him back for this team. I'm thrilled that he is returning. And I think it works out for both sides. I truly do. I'd like for anybody to see a negative in this, because I don't. I mean, I could have my lack of confidence in this team in certain areas and certain factors, what have you. But there's really nothing negative with this to me. There really isn't. Especially when it has to do with Anthony Rizzo. He's my freaking guy, man. And I like money, I like the deal, I think it's fair. Anthony Rizzo obviously thought it was more than fair. He wants to be here, and he's great to have here. Everybody loves him. So, no downside to this for me, guys. None. The one thing that happened also on Tuesday that I wasn't too happy about was the fact that Steven Ridings, you may all remember him from his relief appearances a couple years back, I mean, he was killer. His issue was that, or, and was still throughout this year, was that he was never able to stay healthy. Constantly hurt, a lot of injury problems, but when he does pitch, and we saw this when he got his chances with the Yankees in the 2021 season, and yes, he did only pitch five innings, but we saw the potential that this kid has with his stuff. We saw his minor league numbers, and yes, the minor leagues aren't the major leagues, but this kid has electric stuff. He's still only 27, I believe. Yeah, 27, and he only just turned 27 a few months ago, back in August. So throughout most of 2023, he'll still be 27 years old, got an electric fastball, a killer slider, throws really hard, and I wish him even though he's not here anymore, but regardless, also for the sake of the sport as well, I wish him nothing but good health because having kids like this is what makes the game exciting because this kid is fantastic. He's a terrific young talent. And I understand he's spent much of his young career injured, which always sucks to see with someone with so much talent like this at such a young age. But I was not happy that the Yankees let this kid go I was not happy they put him on waivers they allowed him to be claimed I'm I'm not happy about it and he was claimed by the Mets of all teams so if this kid does find a way to be healthy going forward and actually helps the Mets to make an impact because they do need help in their bullpen if he becomes a bigger arm in that bullpen which you know some people may argue that the chances of that aren't good because of his injury issues and fine whatever You may not blame the Yankees for letting him go because he's had so many injury problems. And that's your right to feel that way, I guess. But if it does end up working out and the Mets do get that help in the bullpen that they need with the assistance of such an electric arm like Steven Riding's, well, then I'll be the first to say that that will really suck to have to watch. That'll really suck. I enjoyed this kid in the times that I've gotten to see him pitch in the minors, and especially in those few innings that he got to pitch in the majors before getting injured. So, I wasn't happy to see him go. I didn't make too big a fuss about it, but I'm not happy about it. I think it's definitely valuable. I mean, listen, if this kid can get an opportunity elsewhere, then give him that opportunity. Then fine, I don't want to be too selfish. Because this kid deserves to display his talent on some sort of level in the major leagues, even if it's not with the Yankees, from the standpoint of him and what he deserves. But, selfishly, as a Yankee fan, I really would have liked for the Yankees to at least keep this kid on hand, whether it be somewhere in the bullpen or down in the minors, because it's a valuable arm to have for whenever the day is to come that he actually stays healthy. I mean, that's just the selfish point of view, but the selfless point of view, well, what I just said a couple, like a minute ago. So, I guess I understand from his perspective, but from the Yankee perspective and selfishly, I'm not happy about it, especially considering the fact that it's by the crosstown rival. So, not too thrilled about that, but hey, what are you going to do? Well, I guess I'll go a little bit out of order here because we're on the subject of people being claimed off waivers, but the Yankees did not just allow one of their guys to be claimed off waivers, but they claimed themselves somebody else off of waivers from the Pittsburgh Pirates, and it comes in the form of right-handed pitcher Junior Fernandez. Now, I don't know what kind of impact this kid could or will ever make with the Yankees big league club, but... I did a little research on him because I didn't know too much about him, admittedly so. I don't think much of anybody else really did either. He doesn't have too much major league experience, but in the games that he has pitched, he has been up since 2019, so he's only been up a few years. In 2019, he pitched to a 540 ERA. He appeared in 13 games. And basically, the general consensus of what I've seen is that he does tend to strike out a lot of guys, but he also walks a lot of guys and gives up a lot of hits. This is the general thing I've seen throughout his seasons. 2020, he only appeared in three games, had an 18 ERA, in three innings, gave up six earned runs. Yeah, not too great, and but it's a small sample size. 2021, a 566 ERA. Appeared in 18 games, and in 20 and two-thirds innings, gave up 25 hits, 15 walks. That's not good. And also 15 strikeouts, so 2021 was a bit rough. But 2022, there was an improvement. In 16 games, he only had a 2.41 ERA. In 13 of the games, he was with the Cardinals. In three of the games, he was with the Pirates, which is obviously where, as I said, the Yankees claimed off waivers from. In 18 and two-thirds in 2022, he allowed 18 hits, so not too great. About a hidden in inning. Six runs, five of them earned, three home runs, and 12 walks. So 12 walks to 18 and two-thirds innings, not too great either. 14 strikeouts, all right. So I took it upon myself to also see what kind of pitches he throws. I, I did my research on this kid. I do my research as much as I can on everybody that comes over to the Yankees, whether it be over waivers or whatever but it shows here that he throws a hard sinker, a hard four-seamer, he has a slider that clocks in either in the high 80s or around 90 miles an hour, and he'll even mix in a change-up every now and again. So, obviously, again, like I said, I'm not too sure of the role that he will or even could have on this team in the future, but if he is to perhaps help out in the bullpen a little bit, I have seen some people mention him As a potential interesting candidate for the Matt Blake experiment as some people have come to say in the past for other arms who haven't really had really good reps in the past before coming here like Clay Holmes for instance who had a big reputation of walking a lot of guys and just giving up a lot of runs despite him having great stuff actually in his arsenal a hard moving sinker and a hard slider throws hard and I guess if you want to compare it to someone like that, this kind of sounds perhaps a little similar to that. So I guess I can understand what people say when they say, huh, maybe when someone like Matt Blake gets his hands on this kid, maybe it'll correct a lot of the crap and maybe you could actually be a big help and become a big arm out in the pen. Could be. Not saying it won't. Can't hurt to pick him up off waivers and give him a shot, I guess. See what he does in spring training. I'm sure he'll be getting opportunities there. So, that's really the rundown on him. Numbers in the past, not too great, although there was an improvement in 2022. He seems to have what could be potentially killer stuff in his arsenal if the Yankees get him to figure it out. Another guy who had a tough time with killer stuff in his arsenal at first before they figured him out was Jonathan Luizaga. Remember years ago when he was really, really wild... And the Yankees were like... Everybody... Yankee fans were like... Oh my god... If the Yankees get this kid under control... And actually have him control... And get command of these pitches... And he could be lethal... And guess what? Even though he's had his health problems... Jonathan Luizaga has become lethal... And even though Clay Holmes had the vast struggles that he did in the second half... In the first half, he was a top reliever in the sport... And even when the Yankees got him at the deadline... In 2021 he immediately started showing improvement when he came over to the Yankees then, too. So even though he's definitely returned to being wild, like I said, in the 2022 second half, for instance, there has also been plenty of evidence that the Yankees definitely got, his hands, got their hands on him and really fixed up a lot of what he had trouble with in his Pittsburgh days that saw him have really high ERAs, really high walk totals and whatnot. So maybe the same could happen when it comes to a kid like Junior Fernandez. So a lot of comparisons there, and that's instantly where my where my mind went to when I saw that he has trouble with his pitches a lot of the time, but he has a lot of hard throwing and, and sharply moving stuff. I was like, well, it could be potentially another Clay Holmes, fine, or maybe another Jonathan Luizaga, especially fine. Luizaga especially is my boy. I, I hate that he's had health problems, but he's got a hell of an arm. And Fernandez, by the time spring training comes around, will just be turning 26 as well. It's actually crazy. He's a couple of months younger than me. (laughs) That's insane. My birthday is January 3rd, 97. His is March 2nd, 97. So he's a couple of months younger. That's crazy. (laughs) It really is wild when you're watching baseball for years, and then you realize that the kids coming up are starting to be younger than you. Like you've passed that threshold. (laughs) It's creepy. So, we'll see what comes of Junior Fernandez, if anything, when it comes to him being picked up off waivers, claimed off waivers by the Yankees, and if he could end up being another gem in the future, if the Yankees can help him figure out his stuff. We shall see. But that was the stuff that happened this past week when it came to stuff off of waivers, As far as other things happening, there's one thing that you may be expecting me to be absolutely outraged about, like I said before, and this is pretty interesting, but I'm not that outraged about it. I'll explain that in a second because I'm going to get to that next. And then the final thing is something that, of course, I was a little nervous about because I don't trust voters, and that should really give away what it is, (laughs) but uh, I was still confident that would happen, and I was overjoyed when it did, but we'll talk about that after. But first up, the one thing that I want to mention, especially on the subject before, like we were talking about when it came to the infield, with Rizzo coming back and the potential other changes that we've spoken about that we could see in the other positions throughout the infield, there was something else the Yankees did this past week. It had me scratching my head for a little bit, but then upon thinking about it after about five seconds or so, I decided to be patient about it and not really flip out about it because this isn't really the end-all be-all, and plenty can still happen when it comes to the rest of the winter. So the thing that happened was that the Yankees decided to give IKF a one-year, $6 million deal before getting potentially non-tendered at the tendering deadline for tendering contracts. (laughs) But obviously, they did this amidst this upcoming year in 2023, being the final season before he becomes an unrestricted free agent. So, you'd expect, after all that I've spoken about IKF, he's not a shortstop, blah, blah, blah. He is not even all that they made him up to be when it comes to offense. Him constantly putting his bat on the ball and whatnot didn't even really turn out to be as much with that as they said it would be, which I also expressed concern about before the season started when the Minnesota trade was made, but that is neither here nor there. (laughs) But... Anyways, a lot of people, like me if I wasn't being rational, flipped out about this. Nothing's going to change. It's going to be him at shortstop again with IKF being down at third base. We're going to get a repeat of 2022. This is a disaster. Everything's falling apart. Yeah, I, my mind went there for a split second. That, oh, like, you know, Cashman's still here. And even though less so at this, because Cashman's really the one, again, like I said, that would create true change, him not being here anymore, but Boone's still here, and now even IKF's going to be here. They've expressed confidence in Donaldson. We're just going to see the same crap. But then I thought about it, and I reminded myself, listen, when they make those comments, they're talking about what they have right now, and they're not going to play their hand with certain things and whatnot. You, You know, their plans going forward. And also when the Yankees have given certain guys a contract to avoid the tendering deadline, they haven't necessarily stuck with those guys in the past. As far as between when that contract is given and when spring training begins, a lot of the time, some guys will be tendered contracts and they still won't be there come the spring. They'll be traded and whatnot. It happens. It happened with Gary Sanchez. Yankees tendered him a contract last winter. They traded him to Minnesota. It happens. So, For those people flipping out, my advice is is what my thinking went to pretty much after this was announced. That I'm willing to be patient to see what their ultimate plan is, like what where they'll be when spring training actually comes around. Whether it's for him to ultimately be full time again, particularly at shortstop in 2023, which at that point is when you can catch me playing in rush hour traffic, but. It could also be for utility, even though six million dollars is pretty expensive for a utility guy. But we've spoken about in the, that in the past. Maybe it wouldn't be too bad for the Yankees to bring back IKF as a bench utility role, particularly for third base, not so much at shortstop, but at third base especially, but to have around as utility. It couldn't hurt. But again, six million is pretty expensive for a utility guy. Or It could have just been to lock him up ahead of the tendering deadline and avoiding arbitration so that eventually, since you have him now, you could end up trading him and actually get something for him as opposed to just non-tendering him and potentially losing him for nothing. If he does, in fact, have value, which I've heard from people that, I mean, all over the place, from reporters and whatnot, that apparently teams have inquired about him. So maybe he does have some value. And if he does, then I guess the smarter thing to do would be to tender him a contract, make sure you have him, so you can maybe package him in a trade somewhere and get something back for him rather than letting him go via non-tendering for nothing. So if that is the case, then I'd be cool with it. I'm okay with this. It's whatever. If it's for that instance or him being back as utility. I'd rather get something then nothing. If that is their ultimate plan, I'm down for that. So like I said before, I know a lot of people probably expected to just have me fry this organization from the inside out today over this contract signing from this past week with IKF, but there's plenty of offseason left ...to see what their ultimate plan with him is... ...and I guess I'll be patient with it. I'm electing to be patient. If you want to flip out about it and say that this is just a sign of things to come... ...and things to repeat like we saw in 2022... ...same old crap, we're just going to get it all again... ...then fine. That's your prerogative. But I'm going to be patient. And then I guess if he is the full-time shortstop come 2023... ...especially with the continued better options out there... ...or even within our very own organization then at that point, I'll jump aboard with you and lose my mind. But for now in November, when things aren't as clear yet, as far as what their plan is, I'll elect to go with patience. Which is not really so much in my nature, but hey, when it comes to the Yankees and also just my everyday life, if I continue to go nuts over every little thing, I'm not going to be around much longer. (laughs) So, i got to pick my battles here to a certain degree. I'll be patient. We'll see what happens. So, depending on what their ultimate plan is, I may or may not be with you come spring training when it comes to flipping out over this, but we'll see what their ultimate plans are for IKF, the rest of the infield. We've spoken about the infield at length since the World Series ended, particularly last week with the episode title quite literally being the infield. So we'll see what happens with it. That's the deal with IKF. It's a move they made this past week. We'll see what the future holds for him. And the final thing in Yankees news from this past week, before we move on to the social media segment, is something that, yes, we all expected to a certain degree, but our lack of trust, and rightfully so, because of the abysmal jobs that they've tended to do in years past, particularly involving Yankee players and Yankee candidates, had us Yankee fans a little nervous based on the MVP race for Aaron Judge between him and Shohei Ohtani. Because of the voters not doing right by the sport in the past, it did have some people, including myself, a bit on edge for these results. But this past week, just a few days ago... The MVP results, after everything else that has come out, Manager of the Year, Gold Gloves, Silver Slugger, Hank Aaron Award, everything. The MVP award results were given out just a few nights ago towards the end of the week. On Thursday, I believe it was. And they were milking this thing, man. They were milking it on MLB Network. I mean, between when they... Announced the National League MVP, being Paul Goldschmidt, and a big congratulations to him. Obviously, Goldie has come close for a long time to winning the MVP, but finally broke through with his first this year. Well-deserved. I'm very happy for him. But leading up to him, and then from him to the AL MVP announcement. Oh my god, the filler content. (laughs) Oh my god in heaven. Did they drag this out? Well, I'm going to do you a favor and not drag it out here because I don't want you to pull your hair out over my show. But the results came out via John Carlos Stanton, mind you. Which, listen, I love John Carlos Stanton to death. If you know me, then you know that. But (laughs) it's so funny watching it. The guy has like little to no personality. Like, whenever he's on camera or talking to the analyst on MLB Network or making a big announcement. But honestly, it was a part of what made this segment so great. I'm not faulting him for it. I thought it was great. <laughs> but John Carlos Stanton on live with MLB Network was the one to announce that Aaron Judge, our judge, our king, our everything. And now, definitively, our MVP has won the American League. MVP award and deservedly so. Yes. Bring in the applause. Yes. It's deserved. It is deserved. So, congratulations to Aaron Judge. The right decision was finally made by the voters. And I got to tell you, this debate, which shouldn't even be a debate, not saying this is a Yankee fan, this is objective. And I've said it for months now. This debate has been exhausting, though. Exhausting. I was so tired of the speculation and people who didn't want judges of the MVP irrationally talking about how he doesn't deserve it even a little bit, and that Shohei, because of what he does, deserves to win it every single year. And listen, no one is shaming Shohei Ohtani. No one is belittling him. No one is downgrading what he's doing. No one is. But with the year that Aaron Judge had, offensively, defensively, the fact that he was the only reason that the Yankees even made the playoffs... Because he was the only thing standing between them and utter collapse to the point where they wouldn't have won the division and possibly could have even missed out on a wild card spot. You never know. Could have happened. And he was really the main thing in the second half that stood between the Yankees and that potential disastrous scenario. When the Yankees were playing that very dangerous game. When they only came within a handful of games, a couple of games, of blowing what was once a 15-and-a-half game division lead. And you want to talk about a player having value to their team? Yeah, what Shohei did was great, offensively, pitching, everything. And when you think about it, it's kind of tough to measure that sort of a value to a team. It is. But the fact of the matter is, if you want to see the difference between team results with what one guy is doing, didn't make much of a difference. Because the Angels still stunk. Judge was the only thing standing between the Yankees and collapse. The only thing. He kept them afloat and then some. He had one of the better seasons we have ever seen. You could say the same thing for Shohei. But if you want to make an argument, oh, he pitches too. Well, Judge can't pitch, and that shouldn't be held against him. Because Shohei, yes, admittedly so, is an anomaly when it comes to baseball. But how about, you want to use the argument for defense? Judge played gold glove-esque defense in multiple positions in the outfield and did not make a single error all year. And this is without him far surpassing him offensively surpassing Otani, And I know, oh, it's a pitcher, but uh, it's there. Look at the numbers. How many categories he led in. What he did defensively. I'm sorry, just nothing touched it. I'm not saying this because I'm a Yankee fan, guys. I have openly admitted on countless forms of content, whether it be in my college radio days or right here on Yapping Yankees or on social media. Even if it was a player that I can't stand, if they factually deserved an award, I said that they do. So this is not biased speaking, I promise you. It's not. You crunch the numbers, you look at it, and yes, both were incredible. This was probably one of the more intense MVP races as far as the debate, the discussion on it, that I can remember, one of the more intense ones, if not the most intense. But Judge is the MVP, guys. Come on. All of the categories he led in. Being the first to do this ever, or being one of the only ones to do that ever, next to godly names like Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, or anybody else on on any other team in history. I mean, come on. The stats just go on forever. The accolades go on forever. And it really helped what he did defensively as well. I will say that. Because if you want to even go outside of just hitting, then like I said, all the games in center field and all the games in right field in his primary position and not an error and all that he contributes, diving plays, gunning people down who stupidly run on him, Come on. Yeah, it might help that he plays for the Yankees a bit, but he also makes himself heard with the difference that he himself brings us. One man in a sport that is a team sport, in a sport where you can't just take one man and have it make all the difference in the world for an entire team like basketball, for instance. It doesn't work like that. But Judge managed to do that this past season. So... The Angels fanboys, those who live in California, they can continue to cry about this all they want, and trust me, the crying on social media by these people has been unending, and it's pretty sad, to be honest. As if someone completely undeserving won the award, you'd think that by seeing their reaction. But regardless, no matter what they want to say, this award deserved to be won by Aaron Judge this year. Sorry. Sorry if you don't like it. But that's the way it was, and that's the way it is, and that's the way it always will be as we go forward. 2022 will always be remembered primarily as Aaron Judge's year. Might not be the same for him, and necessarily even me, because, you know, Aaron Judge will be the first to tell you that the ultimate goal is to win it all, and they didn't do that, and he was definitely pissed off about that, as he has a right to be. And yet, he didn't really perform much in the playoffs at all, and he has the right to be pissed off at himself for that as well. I wasn't too thrilled about it, but that didn't make me be like, oh, don't bring him back, or he, oh, he doesn't deserve this MVP, because not only does he still deserve the MVP, but the MVP is solely based on the regular season, postseason doesn't count, so there's that argument too, but as far as the regular season, as far as whose year it was, It'll always go down in history as 2022 being one of the best seasons anybody's ever seen ever. It'll be Aaron Judge's year, a once in a lifetime season. That's just it. And he deserved the MVP for it. Whether you like it or not, he deserved it. I had Boston Red Sox fans, friends of mine or not going all over social media saying, you know what, Shohei, what he did was remarkable, and it was. Nobody's denying it, again. But Judge is the MVP. Even they were saying this. So you know what, this isn't just me, and like I said, this is not biased talking. All the evidence is there. All of it. And you know what, credit to Otani too, though, because it took someone like Judge having a season like this for somebody to even compete with what he's doing. So that does provide evidence for the fact of what Otani has done, the fact of how incredible it is. It does provide evidence for that as well. But Judge's season was just so it was too much. Too much for anybody to ignore. And it's obvious because even these voters who have been accused of having anti-Yankee bias, and rightfully so in the past, for a number of awards, but even they voted in overwhelming fashion for the deserving candidate in Aaron Judge. 28 first place votes. Almost unanimous. Almost. And some people, especially in opposing fan bases, may find this harsh, but it should have been that way. It's the way it should have been. So it went down exactly as I hoped it would and exactly how it deserved to, to be honest. It really did. So, like I said, quite a bit happened this past week. It was a mix of good and bad for me, but a lot of good. A lot of good, especially with Judge and Rizzo. And who knows what could happen with uh, with Junior Fernandez over there. Not too thrilled about the IKF and Steven Ridings news, but... um. As far as IKF, I don't really go too nuts with that, because as I said, anything could happen going forward, that doesn't mean that they might still not trade him and whatnot. There could be a lot of other things that happen despite this contract signing, so that he wouldn't be non-tendered. So, we'll see what happens going forward with that, but like I said, even given the possibility of being able to now package him in a potential deal for somebody else that could really help improve this team that would end up being something good as well. That would be something really good that comes out of this. So that could end up being something good and adding to the other stuff that's already good from this past week. So, But the main things, of course, being Judge and Rizzo. Rizzo returning, Judge winning MVP. So with Rizzo officially returning and Judge winning the MVP, those two main things really taking the forefront of this past week and the main subject of this episode, I think it's safe to say, I thought, well, why not create a social media segment out of it? And maybe even a poll, which I haven't done in quite some time. I mostly tend to do questions to you, or have you guys do a Q&A where you ask me the questions and I answer them. So, why not do a poll this time, I asked myself, considering it's not as popular on Yapping Yankees as it was in the past, as of this past year. So, I did do a poll having to do with Judge and Rizzo, Because, quite frankly, another thing that a lot of people were quick to bring up right after the Rizzo signing was announced, and I think I mentioned briefly myself as well before, and my thought process kind of went there right after as well, is what does this potentially mean for the Yankees bringing Judge back? Does this play a part in it? Does it help sweeten things up and tempt Judge to come back more, considering we have heard and seen for months now How close Judge and Rizzo have gotten as friends. Could this potentially help? So, I thought it was a good idea to make a poll out of that. Because that has been a big topic of discussion when it comes to Rizzo coming back. Now, I said Rizzo coming back in itself is great enough to keep me happy. But, this conversation and discussion does also exist. So, in a week where those two names were really the forefront of discussion... I thought to put a poll out about it. Now, the poll question officially is, did Anthony Rizzo's re-signing help to increase your confidence, perhaps even more so than it already was, that Judge will be back with the Yankees? And of course, to vote and give your thoughts below. I'll give the voting results away first and foremost because it seems like the last few times I have done polls on the social media segments, I tend to get right into giving my input on the question and then get right to your replies right away, and then forget to give the results to the poll, which is the entire reason for it being a poll in the first place and not just a regular question. (laughs) So let me get the results right out of the way. Hundreds of people voted on this, so decent sample size, hundreds and hundreds, and the two choices, of course, being yes or no as to whether or not your confidence was increased, with judges' chances of returning after Anthony Rizzo has officially re-signed with the Yankees. And in a landslide, the choice of yes amongst hundreds and hundreds of people was victorious by earning 82% of the vote against the remaining 18% voting for the choice of no. So a lot of people's confidence was evidently increased by Rizzo's re-signing. So that's cool to see. Me personally, you guys know that for months now, while I've acknowledged, of course, because it's always a possibility, no matter how slim or great it is, but I've always acknowledged that Judge could leave. He could. A lot of people always talk about, oh, he's going to go to the highest bidder. It could very well be true. I'm not going to argue with that. And he could leave. There's a chance. There's always a chance. Who knows? We don't know what's going on in his mind. We don't know what's going on between him and the Yankees right now. And we have been told in reports as of this past week that the Yankees have made at least one offer to him. Details have not been revealed. And discussions otherwise between the two, of course, have not been revealed as well. But just going based off of what we know and what we speculate, right? That's the nature of most things. <laughs> so, But despite me acknowledging that possibility and accepting that, of course... I, for months now, as you know, have been confident that Judge ultimately will return. He will sign a deal here, and he will remain a Yankee for the rest of his life. That's just been me. Call it blind optimism if you want, if you're a big believer in him leaving, and the Yankees lowballing him, which, I mean, could happen. I wouldn't put it past the Yankees. But I just think the two are going to find a way to figure it out, whether it be the Yankees actually offering him something that he deserves. They'll figure out a way to make sure he's back here. I've always been confident in that. So, I didn't really need a confidence booster, per se. But, I guess it helped increase my confidence a little bit. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business. We know this. Like I said, he could go to the highest bidder. Very well could. If the Yankees blowball him enough, there is a possibility he could leave. I've acknowledged this. But also, not only just in baseball, but in all of sports, there is a factor that exists and is valid, and that's called team chemistry. And having guys on the team that you're close to, having good relations in the clubhouse, these things matter too. And we've heard on and on and seen it with our own eyes, on camera, during games, how close Judge and Rizzo have gotten. So with all of that being said, it does help me in some sort of a way to feel a bit more confident, but I didn't really even need that much of a confidence booster because I've stuck by my statement in firmly believing that Judge will be back. I believe that he will be remaining a Yankee. So I didn't necessarily need Anthony Rizzo re-signing here as a confidence booster, but I don't think it hurts at all either. I definitely don't. I think it could help at least a little bit. It helps to have people on a team that like you, and respect you, and are close to you, that helps. Those factors exist. So I I would say it increases my confidence a little, I guess, but it doesn't do anything crazy, because my confidence in him being back here was already there. It's been there for months now, and although friendships and team chemistry is certainly a valid factor, and again, not only just baseball, but in all of sports, it is a business in the end of the day. So, We'll obviously see what happens, uh, but my confidence is always there, and, you know, this didn't really even have to do much. I didn't really need this for my confidence, but it certainly can't hurt his chances of returning, that's for sure. <laughs> if nothing else, it certainly can't hurt, and it's a good first step even just for the Yankees themselves, as I've said also. All right, let's get to your replies. Let's read some, and then we'll put a bow on this episode before Thanksgiving this Thursday. First up, we have, let's see. At NYSS official, saying 100%, Rizzo and Judge have a deep friendship both on and off the field. That doesn't guarantee a Judge signing with the Yankees, but it does increase the possibility. Yeah, I guess more or less it's how I feel. It doesn't really, it can't hurt your confidence. It cannot hurt it. It can maybe just keep it the same, but I mean, it certainly can't hurt the chances of Judge coming back. So that's for sure. We established that. Um, but their friendship is undeniable, even amongst them themselves. They've spoken about it time and time again, and we've seen it with our own eyes, like I've said. But, uh, it doesn't guarantee anything, but it certainly can't hurt. So, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to agree with that. At Crusaders BBNY says, No Rizzo, no Judge. And no Judge, no Rizzo. Well, if that's the case, if that's the way it ends up being, then Judge will definitely be back. We'll see how it works out for sure, but, um... Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I'm not sure it's that severe, but because, <laughs> again, baseball is a business at the end of the day now, unfortunately. We have to remember that, but it's a nice thought to have. And if that does end up being true, then that'd be great, because Lord knows I want them both on this team. So, At DanB6237 says, I think it helps big time. I hope so, anyway. I'm seeing him in pictures a lot lately with guys like Rizzo and Bader. Need to secure Benintendi and some bullpen arms as well. Yeah, he seems to have gotten pretty close to Bader as well, even though Bader was only mainly around for September. The Yankees picked him up at the deadline, but he didn't play until September because he was hurt. He was in the walking boot for a while with the plantar fasciitis issue. But yeah, and is going to be back next year because he was still under contract. So he'll be back. Rizzo is officially back. And you guys know I want Benintendi back, so I'm down for that as well. And some reliever help? Yeah, for sure. Who knows? Maybe Junior Fernandez, like I mentioned, could end up being a a diamond in the rough. Who the hell knows? (laughs) We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, bullpen help is needed, but... Yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree. I hope so that it does anyway. Like you said. At Evan D. Wetzel 4 says, It makes no difference. Judge was going to come back regardless. They take the best deal, and that has nothing to do with friends. They have millions. Playing on the same team means nothing. Judge had his Gala and Voight... Wade and other past Yankees were there as his friend. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would agree with maybe it doesn't make like the biggest difference in the world, but to say it makes no difference, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, they have millions and it's a business. I've acknowledged that side of it as well. I understand. And he's had his friends in the team for sure, but I wouldn't say it means nothing. I don't agree with that. I think it means something It maybe help a little bit, but it's just about your confidence. And hey, if you're confident that he'll be back anyway, then fine, then that's valid. If it doesn't do anything to help you and you're just confident the whole time, then fine. I even said that I didn't really even need this re-signing of Anthony Rizzo to to really help out my confidence because my confidence was always there as well, but it certainly helped it a little bit and it certainly didn't hurt it. That's for sure. It can't hurt it. But I think it can certainly help to have people on the team that you like, that you enjoy playing with. Team chemistry, like I said, is a thing, not just in baseball, but everywhere. So I don't agree that it means nothing. But I also understand that your confidence was already there before, and you didn't really need this to boost it at all. That's that's valid, I guess. But uh, don't jinx it, saying that Judge was going to come back regardless. not official yet. <laughs> I'm confident too, but it's not official yet. Don't jinx nothing. I'm not really into jinxes, but when it comes to this, I'd, I want to be as careful as possible because I love Judge that much. So, <laughs> All right, my good friend James at Rebirth Chaos 9 says, it only helps because him and Judge are close. I think he comes back, but Judge will look at other offers as he should. But in the end, Judge wants to be here and the Yankees want him here. Right all around, man. He will look at other offers. He deserves to look at other offers. He should test the free agent market for sure. Definitely should. Definitely helps. Can't hurt. And uh, I think it's obvious both sides want this reunion to take place. but uh, Or this continued partnership, I could call it, I guess. But uh, got to get it done first. Got to get it done. Spencer at Musician DMD says, Signing Rizzo is great free agency and it's business. While they may be friends and see the upside of playing together, it won't stop Judge from looking for the best deal that will make him happiest. Free agency is very unpredictable. Even Max Scherzer remarked to Joel Sherman and John Heyman that he never planned to sign with the Mets until he sat with the Mets. Looking for clues and signs is understandable, but really there's no way of knowing where or when Judge will sign. I wouldn't read anything into his recent New York-held all-rise fundraiser. Just gotta wait and see. Well, yeah, definitely. Listen, I totally agree with that. I acknowledged all aspects of that, for sure. You never know what's going on. We don't know what's going on in his mind. We don't know what he's being offered by anybody else, at least as of yet. We don't even know of the offer that we've been told that the Yankees gave to him so far. We don't know what it is specifically. And we don't know of discussions between the two. All we know is that they've told each other they want this to continue. Their partnership, their allegiance, they want it to continue. But we don't know much else beyond that. So... Yeah, you're definitely right. It's unpredictable. Anything can happen. He will and should and already has test out the free agent market. So I'll agree with that. I don't want to look too much into anything. And yeah, like you said, just this is what I said before too. Rizzo in itself is just a great move. When it comes to what it could mean for Judge, it's basically what I said as far as my confidence at least. That certainly can hurt helps a little bit my confidence is there already it's unpredictable because it is free agency still but we'll just have to wait and see what happens you're right next we've got at yanks off S Z N. so yanks off season short for that says judge's big thing is wanting to be part of a winning team the faces and names in new york are more than enough to warrant sticking around I think he just wants to know that the front office is serious. I wouldn't be surprised in 20 years if he says in an interview that he never planned on leaving. You know, That's kind of what's going on with Jeter right now. Even when he said he butted heads with Cashman and he didn't necessarily agree with their approach during their talks. And they made things public that Jeter didn't want public. Jeter even said that at that point, he said, listen, I'm not even talking to anybody else. This is where I want to be. So many years after the fact. So that could happen with Judge. Yeah, it could. And we've already seen, you know, spoken about till the cows come home. How many similarities we've seen between Judge and Jeter. So that could very well happen. But yeah, Judge is definitely, again, also like Jeter. And fans like myself as well. You know, they just talk about wanting this team to win. They want to win. They're winners. Even if the end result every year isn't winning, they want to win. And they try to do everything they can to ensure that. But uh, yeah, I think the front office being serious is... uh, (laughs) <laughs> is a big thing and their seriousness will be definitely also seen or not seen in the offers they make to him offer or offers depending on how many come across, but you're right. You are right. I, I tend to agree with that at Savage Yanks says, given how close the two are, you have to assume there is some kind of influence in judges return. Judge being a de facto captain and Rizzo as a former champion could help to see that there could be something special in this clubhouse. Yeah, of course. I definitely think that, especially after winning MVP, and if they do, in fact, bring him back on a respectable contract, and it's good for everybody, they should probably just give him the captainship. I've said that. And this is someone who has Jeter as his favorite, not only Yankee or baseball player, but athlete of all time. I definitely think Judge has earned it. And a world title definitely needs to come after that. I would definitely like that. (laughs) So yeah, like I said, Rizzo being back certainly can hurt anything. Certainly can't do that. Definitely helps. If anything at JLG six, two, three says he's going to the highest bidder. Hey, fair enough. Like I've said, it's a business. Some people truly just think it has no value and he's just going to go to whoever offers him the most. It could very well happen. Who knows? At baseball, T Says, I just hope the Yankees don't think Judge's money should come down. Listen, if they lowball him, it's not going to lead to anything good. So, I'm sure Judge really means it when he says he wants to be back here, but he sh- he also shouldn't take an offer that's totally ridiculous or unfair to him at the same time. So, yeah, I would hope that doesn't happen. At Kyle underscore Honeyset says, I do think Judge will re-sign with the Yankees. However, in my opinion... Judge is going to get a massive contract, and it shouldn't have anything to do with Rizzo. And it might not. Who knows? I mean, it could just be the fact that it's all about business, and it could end up being that. But yeah, I I, I just think that Rizzo being here, you know, it could help things a little bit. I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all. definitely is not. This is also definitely mostly a business. Uh, but it certainly can't hurt anything. But it could end up just being all about the money. But I don't know. I think with someone, something like Judge, it could end up, you know, some factors could play a little part in it as well. What his family wants to do, who's with the team, like the other person said before, how seriously he takes the front office, that, that could definitely be a big factor. <laughs> Obviously, he wants to win. So it could be a mix of all different things. I don't know, with Judge, yeah, it's mostly about the money, of course. It has to be with everybody. That's the world we live in now, especially in baseball. But I don't know. I have a hard time believing that there aren't other factors also in consideration too. I don't think Judge is that shallow. I I just don't. Based on his personality and his demeanor, I just, I don't think it's that cut and dry necessarily. Rebecca at Peace Now for Life says, I say yes it definitely helps. Judge and Rizzo are close friends. Knowing they would have a few more years playing together might mean a lot to Judge. If competing offers are close, it might just help tip the scale towards a return to the Yankees. Yeah, it could. I mean, if they're close, I think he would choose the Yankees regardless if he is, in fact, truthful about wanting to be here, which I think he is. If they're that close, then that should just be all that it is. But like I said, yeah, having guys and close friends around like Rizzo it certainly can't hurt the chances. That's for sure. So I can get on the same level with that. At Mad Brad 61 says, like chicken soup, it can't hurt. <laughs> yeah, interesting analogy. But yeah, basically what I've been saying <laughs> It's pretty funny. All righty, let's keep going. At David Rifkin says, even if Rizzo hadn't talked to Aaron Judge about it, which he obviously has, I have to imagine, does Judge want to watch clips of his buddies, G and Riz, hanging out without him? Well, I'm sure not. But if he's winning elsewhere and he's making the money he deserves, that'll certainly help soften the blow, I imagine. (laughs) But yeah, I see what you're saying. He really likes guys like G, of course, Giancarlo being, in case anybody doesn't know who G is. I mean, if you're a Yankee fan, you should. But yeah, can't imagine that would be pleasant for him to watch, especially if it's them winning without him. (laughs) All righty, next we have at Valeria underscore Strega saying they both like New York and New York would be empty without them. There would certainly be a couple of voids to fill, that's for sure. Fortunately we don't have to think about that with Rizzo at least since he's officially re-signed. But yeah. Without them both, that would that would be a reality that I don't much care to be a part of. <laughs> That's for sure. Tina at Mountain Gal 456 is next, and she says I wouldn't rule it out. They have a close relationship, but putting that aside, I think that judge would see that as a solid move by the Yankees, because Rizzo is such an important piece for them. He's a winner, and he proved that in the playoffs, and knows what it's like to win a World Series. Yes, absolutely. Like I've said, Rizzo is invaluable, for all those reasons and even more that I've mentioned. And, um, definitely, I love that you mentioned that. Proved that he is a winner, especially in the playoffs, not only having won a championship, which is obviously that's the biggest one, but if you think back to the 2022 playoffs where so much of the offense just dropped dead in front of our very eyes, who were the two hitters that were mainly just the only ones doing much of anything? Harrison Bader, Anthony Rizzo. Bader and Rizzo were the best hitters in the playoffs. So... That's meaningful, too, for those people saying, oh, they need more bats, they need more pitchers, they need people who can help in the playoffs. Rizzo will help you in the playoffs. He was born for October. This guy's won a championship. He was a part of the Cubs breaking one of the biggest curses of all time in sports history. And look at how he continues to do in October as of this past postseason, even just about a month ago. So, yeah, I agree, Tina, with everything that you said. You wouldn't rule it out. Relationships matter, Um, and how important Rizzo is to the team, absolutely. And if it brings him closer to winning, you know Judge is going to be in favor of that. At Laura underscore Ismont, my friend Laura says, yes, it did. I feel that Judge is going to return regardless of what happens. He is meant to be a Yankee. Yeah, certainly can't hurt, and my confidence has always been there as well, Laura. Definitely at Steve Zim 16 says no because he wasn't leaving anyway. Well there you have it. I ultimately agree with that as you know because the main reason why I say that I didn't really need this in order to increase any sort of confidence is because my confidence has always been there so I definitely agree with you on that but I guess I say yes it did at least a little bit for myself personally it was because it certainly can't hurt anything so, Definitely just makes you feel good, if nothing else, because again, of course, the signing of Rizzo in itself is a good move. So I guess ultimately I agree, even though it does help me a little bit. All right, let's do maybe just a, a couple more. Let's see here. Scrolling through so many replies. You guys are just the best every week, week in and week out. Let's go with at Javien 114 next, simply saying yes. All right, so it did increase your confidence. All right. Next up let's go with my good friend at Blockhead for real saying no. It's just tens of millions of dollars that are no longer available. IKF just took another 6 million. I've crunched the numbers and the best Halen Cash can offer is 3 years at 1.75 million per. <laughs> oh my god. I love and appreciate my my good friends from other fan bases who just Charismatically troll myself and all my good Yankee fan friends <laughs> Blockhead is a Red Sox fan, a good friend of mine Block, I always get a kick out of the replies like this <laughs> And hey, making fun of the Yankees for their budget crap And restraints in the past Meanwhile, spending money in other areas that really don't benefit them at all Or maybe even hurt them uh, This is a valid troll, man <laughs> <sighs> oh Yeah, it's it's basically an exaggerated version of, you know, the crap that the Yankees feed the fan base sometimes when it comes to, you know, being limited in other certain areas. But then they'll go out and spend $25 million on a Josh Donaldson, for instance, in a trade and take on a humongous contract that ends up being nothing but a burden. So I, I I totally respect that. I respect the troll, man. I respect it. All right, let's do the usual final two now that I got my good laugh from my good friend Block <laughs> I could always count on you for a good laugh like that Block let's do our usual final two first up my girlfriend as usual Vic Salimo and she says I feel that Judge was always going to stay and that Rizzo resigning only solidifies his decision because he values players like him who want to be a Yankee and have the same mindset to win that's a valid reply yep Judge values people who want to win as well He wants to be a part of a club who is serious and puts out winners like himself. You're correct. I fully agree. And like you, Vic, my confidence has always been there. It's helped a little bit, but not too much because the confidence has always been there. Certainly can't hurt. Yep. A lot of the same things I've been saying. Good to see a lot of people feeling the same way that I do. It's always good to see. All right, last but not least, as always, up next is my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, and she says, I actually feel much better now that Rizzo signed back with the Yankees. I know he and Judge are very close. I also hope there's a Jeter in Judge that remains loyal to the Yankees the rest of his career. If only the front office were better in knowing how to secure a winning team overall— leaving out some of their choices for team members hoping Judge stays the Yankee organization better do all they can to secure the one man everyone wants we'd be surprised mom there are actually a couple of people saying you know just let him walk which i remarkably disagree with obviously but there are those people out there but yes most people want him back i think that's safe to say um yeah i think the loyalty's there but the Yankees also can't be absolutely obnoxious and just outrageously lowball him because that's not cool either so they're gonna have to pay up no doubt about that but yeah it also will depend on how serious they are in putting a winning team around him because he can't do it all by himself obviously if he could then they would have won this year at the year that he had but um yeah we'll see how serious they are when the offers are made public which I assume they will be at one point you have to imagine And you do hope that any other choices that they make as far as the rest of the team around him are good ones, because we know that there are a lot of decisions made in recent history that we very much agree with. Decisions that we've spoken about ad nauseum on this show. So, yeah, I think the general consensus remains the same amongst everybody, guys. I think it's safe to say, but whether it does or not which this week, again, it seems like it does, I do have to thank you, as always, for all of your replies. And even in this instance with the poll, your votes. Got a ton of them this time, a ton of replies. Whether I got to you or not, you know I appreciate the hell out of you. Just keep on replying each and every week, guys, that I put out a social media segment. I always love doing it. I love hearing people's thoughts. Since I can't take any calls on this show, this is the next best thing. I love social media interacting being able to hear thoughts based on replies or votes or whatever, and also being able to answer questions on the weeks that we do Q&A. It's all a good time regardless. But with that being said, after another discussion-filled off-season episode, my friends, that is all for episode 164 of Yapping Yankees for this week. Remember, if you don't already, to follow me on all socials, guys. Facebook fan page, Mike Scudero NY. My Twitter, at Mike Scudero. And Instagram, Mike Scuds 97. Be sure to subscribe to Yapping Yankees on all four of the platforms it's available on if you don't already. Those four are YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Show your love across all of them like you already do such a great job at doing, and if you've missed any past episodes of Yapping Yankees, then you can listen to episodes 34 up to episode 164 today at least on YouTube, and for every single Yapping Yankees episode going all the way back to episode 1, all the way up to today's, three and a half years later. You can find all of them on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Once again though, as always, my friends, thank you 3,000 for listening to me yap today. I have been your host, Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you in two Sundays. Again, next week we're taking off for Thanksgiving weekend and starting that every other week thing, the bi-weekly Yapping Yankees episodes for this offseason, so I will talk to you in two Sundays on December 4th when I come at you with episode 165 of Yapping Yankees. But until then guys, hang in there. Be patient. Stay safe. Look out for your loved ones. Have a happy Thanksgiving on Thursday. I hope you all have a nice, relaxing and safe Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy your family, enjoy the food, the whole deal. Hopefully I have off from work the whole weekend. I'll be doing a little bit of work throughout the weekend because that's what my job mandates, but fortunately I'll be doing it all from home, but I will still definitely find plenty of time for relaxation and enjoying my time with my family. And I hope you are able to do the same. But otherwise, again, have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a good next two weeks until I talk to you again on the 4th. Take care.